I love to gamble. That's no big secret. I love going to Vegas. Love the table games that are stacked in favor of the casino. I play the lottery. Hell, bingo. I'll play bingo if it's available. And I love playing cards. Poker, specifically. My father didn't pass along a lifetime of wisdom, but some of the things he shared with me have stuck through the years. One of them was, if you're playing cards and you're not playing poker, then why are you playing cards? I agree. But here's the rub. I'm not very good or very lucky, but I am determined. I'm no quitter. I don't like playing poker in casinos. I like playing with my friends. I like the kinship. I like the camaraderie. And I like winning when it happens from time to time. Uh, but let's not dwell on the rarities, shall we? Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis, and welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And tonight, it's for a lack of a better description, a special edition of Whiskey Business. I want to thank our sponsors, Saya and Pyatt, the law firm of Saya and Pyatt tonight, for being part of this. In fact, uh, one of the guests tonight is a partner at Saya and Pyatt. The guest bottle is, well, whatever all my 11 guests choose to consume. My house and liquor cabinets are open as we play our first poker tournament of the season. Every year from September to April, we play poker for pots, but more importantly, for points. At the end of it all, whoever's accumulated the most points gets the prize, a buy-in to the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. We all get a piece of that horse that we send, so I guess it's an investment of the absolutely worst kind. But tonight, in snippets, you'll meet some of the players, hear some of their thoughts as the game is happening. So, enjoy being a fly on the wall. Here we go. All in. First up, our only two-time champion here in the CIC Texas Hold'em World of Series Poker League, and ironically, the first one out in this very first game of the season. So what do you credit to that standing? Bad play. No, you're the two-time champion, the only two-time champion. Some would say that you don't have bad play. Some would be wrong. What was your big mistake tonight? Sitting next to Tony Insana. What's up with Tony Insana? Is Tony Insana a good player? Uh, he's unpredictable. Is that a polite way of saying he's a bad player? He's unpredictable. <laughs> Do you feel confident that you can go back to Las Vegas this year? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's whatever the cards do, but yeah. And if you were to return as a third-time champion of this league, how would you play different in Las Vegas from the last two times? Oh, I think I'd be a lot more comfortable. The first time, you're scared to death. Second time, you were much more comfortable. I was much more comfortable. Third time, I don't think I would think twice about it. And uh, we're friends. We've been friends a long time. What kind of poker player do you think I am? You're horrible. I know. All right, thank you. All right, that's, that's honesty. Another champion, Gus Felicia. Were you the first one? Of our group to go? No, I was second. You were the second one to Anthony go. Was number one. Anthony Susie was number one. We'll get to Anthony because he's still in the game. You, another champion that's out early. I was the first one that lasted one whole day in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But you hold a distinction of doing something that that caused a little bit of a a ripple. 
<laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, well, the whole idea was that uh, when you're out there, uh, when you win the money, we divide the money up seventy thirty or sixty. Everybody's got a everybody's got piece of the horse. Yeah. yeah so uh, I went out on uh, Thursday. I played all day Saturday. We went to the uh, Caesars Casino or Caesars uh, Pool all day Saturday. Came home on Sunday, and I was supposed to fly back out on Tuesday to play. And I decided uh, my 19,000 chips weren't enough. And what? How, why did you think that 19,000 in chips wasn't enough? I mean, the I mean the the armchair quarterbacking obviously resonated loudly when you came home. Why didn't you just go one hand and go all in? There's been all kinds of scenarios as to what you could have done. What what did you, what were you actually thinking? Well, that's, that's true. I remember I had an A6 was my last hand and I was going to go all in and I decided uh, not to. And uh, then it was over with, they had half the group. So uh, I had 19,000 chips. Uh, if I had to do it over again, I would have went all in, but nobody had made it one full day. So that was, my, uh, <laughs> that was your that was your out one full day. Now, one beautiful thing about this group is through thick and thin, uh, shit and shine, um, every, everybody comes out right. But how much shit did you take once you got back after making that move? Are we allowed to say fuck? Yeah. Oh, uh, I got. <laughs> it was bad. It was really <laughs> bad. <laughs> uh, a lot of shit. It was. It was, uh, it was not. Uh, it was not good. Were you in the tournament the next year? Uh, no, I was not. <laughs> I forgot about that. I got so much shit that uh, you know it was like fuck it. I'm I'm out of here. I'm not playing this. this did you year. choose to stay out, or did they, or did we kick you out? I don't no, remember. I, I choose to stay. You out. chose to stay out. Yeah, I really did. I really did. And now you're back in. Yeah, I'm back in, and uh, I tell you, it's just the entertainment value is worth the uh, worth the time of being here. It really is. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. Do you consider yourself to be a good player? Um, yeah, I think so. I got to Vegas. Uh, I think we just on our regular Wednesday poker games. I think we just moved the money around. Uh, like I said, the social factor is uh, is worth the uh, price of intermission. Yeah, the uh, the the the, uh, the Wednesday poker game. That's another podcast, Hansberry. That's yeah. a separate. That's an afternoon poker podcast that we'll have to do sometime. All right. Well, best of luck to you this season. Yes, thank you very much. I'm still in the game, by the way. I know. I realize. Yeah, that. I know. I, I do want to say one other thing. I did. I did lose a set of golf clubs to you in a poker game. That's 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 how I remember it. And um, you used those clubs yesterday. I did in, in the uh, CIC. Uh, golf outing yes and uh you were the only guy there that played golf with a button shirt and i thought that was uh someone told me not to wear a (laughs) t-shirt they didn't say anything about an actual golf shirt but uh anyway i enjoy uh this group this group is fantastic and thanks dino for doing this oh my pleasure my blind is up i'll be back next up chris beardman aka the dragon notorious for taking out poker players left, right, in every which way. In the collective opinion of this poker group, some would say, and I would agree, that you are the best poker player in this group. When did you go out in this tournament? <laughs> I went out second. You were out second. You were out second. Would you agree that you are the best player in this group? Well, obviously not. I haven't won this yet, and I went out second. So 
But you've read the books. You've done the homework. You are a student of the game. And yet I can't beat you, bozos. Why? It's it's a showdown. It's it's. I don't know. Some people would say it's not even poker here. But this is this isn't the crazy Wednesday afternoon Italian club game yes, where we're is. playing. Um, uh, what is it, 63? A game you made up, by the way, yes, I, I should add. A uh, crazy game you made up. This is Texas Hold'em. This is, this is strategy. This is, this is uh, being able to read your opponent if necessary. This is trying to calculate the odds. This is, this is what you studied for. And yet I, I lose. <laughs> so, go figure. Who was the, as far as a wild card, pun intended, who's the, who's the, figure, the hardest one to figure out in this bunch and why? I'd say half the table's tied for that. Uh, you don't know what they're going to do. They'll play any two cards. They'll ride it to the river and then beat you on the river on a gut shot. Mm -hmm. So half the table. Half the table. Yes. So you don't want to name names. It doesn't matter. It's it, half the table. <laughs> it's half the it's table. All right. Who's the smartest player other than you at the table? Hmm. Jamie's a good player. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Morocco's a good player. They've both been to the World Series yeah, of Poker. They have, yes. Um, I think uh, Gary Comiso's got a good head for the game. Really? I do. He may annoy the shit out of you. But yeah, he does. Mr. Beardman, it's only the first game of the season. You'll be back. The, I will be back. The dragon will, will rise again. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, Mike Morocco, last year's champion. And there's been a lot of, uh, in this first game of the season... There's been a lot of champions that have gone down, and you're one of them. You went out early. What happened? Well, it took a lot of effort and concentration and some really good poker playing to stay in a hand with uh, Anthony and Sana. Uh, Once again, the wild card is Insana, and we are down to four players right now as of this particular break in the action. And Insana, I believe, is the chip leader. Yeah. Yeah. I, d I don't doubt it. He's, he's, uh... What do you attribute his excellent play to? Well, he's not afraid to be reckless, and he'll stay in with just about anything, and when he's on a rush, he'll catch the cards. Uh, he's not afraid to call a big bet, and he's hitting tonight. Do you think reckless is a good quality in a poker player? I think it's a wonderful quality when done at the right time. Do you think reckless is a good quality in, uh, in law? Because Mike Morocco is also... Uh, with Saya, and but you're you're one of the you're one of the partners, right? I'm one of the I'm you're, the unnamed partner. The unnamed partner. So well, you know, well, should we charge less so you guys can get you know get your name on the podcast? Oh, yes, you should. <laughs> uh, Clearly, uh, Mike Morocco is one of the partners of Saya and Pyatt, who was one of our sponsors. So thank you for that. My um, pleasure. We really enjoy the show. My yeah. family loves it, and I've listened to every uh, every episode. I know you do, which is I, I you you told me you went on a whole you went on a family trip with parents and children listening to the I did to the podcast. I and mean, I had, there's I don't think the podcast is objectionable to, but still, there's some stuff and there's content. Well, so you had to pick and choose which ones you were listening to. Well, kids in my house are are exposed to a great degree of words. Uh, their vocabulary is expansive. And, and one of my children correctly diagnosed Bill DeMora uh, on the way from back earlier from earlier podcast. Yeah, uh, on the way back from Indianapolis uh, last weekend. So it was uh, it was a treat. Well, if uh, and you're up in the uh, the Delaware office, correct? I'm in the Delaware office. Yes, that's and you the, also have an office in Mount Gilead. We do Columbus. 
Columbus and, and Cleveland. Cleveland. Yes. You can find them at SBLaws.com or at 888-OVIOhio.com, or you can call them, 614-444-3036. Okay, we've been drinking, which is always good to have attorneys present when you've been drinking at a poker game. So do you think you got a good shot at making a, a return to the World Series of Poker? Um, yeah, I'd be surprised if I didn't win it this year. It <laughs> <laughs> seems to be the attitude about everybody, yeah. <laughs> Mike Morocco with Say and Piat. That's Saya, S-A-I-A, and Piat, P-I-A-T-T. And in parentheses, Morocco. And in parentheses, Morocco, <laughs> until they can get a new sign. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Thank you. Bert Benedetto is up next. Another former champion. Yes. Yeah, you, you lasted quite a long time. I made it the second day. Yeah, I made it to the second day. Were you surprised that you made it to the World yes. Series of Poker? Yes. Why? Well, I'm really here mainly for the camaraderie and your booze. Yeah. <laughs> I don't expect to win again necessarily. So were you surprised? Were you nervous? Um, yeah. Do you think you're a good poker player? I'm all right. I'm not. I'm not a good poker I don't player. Think, I'll admit I think that. there's guys here way better. Right? I can't believe I'm still in the tournament tonight. I mean, there's four guys left, and I'm yeah, one of them. You have I, your moments. I've I, seen you play I have, I have moments, but I, I, I don't think I'm a good poker player. So, um, you know, do you think you'll ever go back? You think you got I'd like to, but I don't know. I, I played very conservatively that year that I won, and I um, now I'm just – I try to play the cards. Today I fell in love with a couple of my hands when I shouldn't have, and that's why I'm out. Do you think that's bad to fall in love yeah, with so you a hand? Look- you got to look what everybody else has. And uh, as far as this group is concerned, I mean, people are actually in line now to want to get into this tournament. There's yeah. a backup of players. Do you think that you'll ever leave this group? Do you think you'll always play no matter what? No. If somebody buys me out, I'll, I'll, I'll sit. <laughs> if somebody buys you out? Seriously? Would you leave if somebody bought you out? Probably not. It's too much fun. Yeah? So what would it take? I don't know. Illness. God forbid. Illness or, uh, yeah, or leaving town. Leaving town. Well, you've been on my podcast before, and we know that you If you want to hear the uh, Bert to Benedetto podcast, uh, you can go back in the archives and listen to that one. There's yeah. a good, with you, there could be a reason that you could yeah, be leaving town stat- suddenly. I think the statute of limitations is gone on all of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, and, uh, and thank you for dinner tonight. Bert actually cooked up some sausage and some chili and... Uh, Tomatoes and, to, uh, um, and, and mozzarella. Yes. Yeah, very nice. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Another San Filippo on Whiskey Business, the poker edition. And another San Filippo that went to the World Series of Poker. Do you and your son, Jamie, are, do you play? Are you, are you similar in, the, in your style of play? Is that why you both went to the World Series of Poker, or are you completely different? Completely different. How so? How are you different than Jamie? He tries to play by the rules, and I don't. I'm, a, I'm not a good poker player. You, oh, really? No. So how did you get to the World Series of Poker? Um, it's just a, a series of uh, good luck happening to me. Are you a lucky guy? No. <laughs> I was that year. But in general, do you think you're a lucky person? I don't think I'm a lucky person. I don't. I don't think I'm a that's why the, That's why the name of this production company is called Never the Luck, which we stole from the original Ocean's Eleven. But still, I don't consider myself to be a lucky guy. I consider myself to be a fortunate man. There's a difference. Would you agree? 
Yes. I consider myself to be fortunate that I have friends like you guys. I consider myself fortunate to be able to play in this game on a monthly basis and over the course of the year. So, yeah, fortunate in that respect. Lucky? No. Uh-uh. No, I'm not lucky. People will say that when I shoot craps and win, but it took thousands of dollars to learn how to do that. Right. And um, and you go balls out when you gamble. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I mean, there's only one way to gamble. Is that balls out? It is. Yeah. And the bigger the risk, the bigger the gain. I mean, that's in business. That's in life. Has that been kind of your your uh, your motto, credo, philosophy in business too? Because you have a you guys have a very successful produce business here in Columbus, Ohio. Probably the number one produce company in town. Well, maybe not number one. But in my opinion, you're number one. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody else. Um. Uh. uh yeah, our luck in business has been a lot of hard work again. <clears throat> we've never been able to afford anything we've ever done. <laughs> and it, it, the whole thing was a risk. I mean, we were out of money uh, multiple times. And we just kept plowing forward, and things worked out. So what do you think your chances are of returning to Las Vegas this year? Um, one out of 11. <laughs> I had my best showing ever. I, I uh, out of uh, eleven points tonight, I got eight points. You did, and I got five. It's, it's not the most my points I've ever gotten in a first round ever. It's not and, my best and, ever. And, and and huh? Not my best ever. It's not my well. I've had better better nights, but I'm saying out of the gate, I traditionally come out slow with twos and fours and threes and ones. Help me with the math. If I were to consistently get eights throughout this entire tournament, you win. I would go to Las Vegas. I wouldn't have to win. That's the beauty of this thing, Hansberry. You don't have to win. You get eight every time. If you were to get, you know, it's it's, it's the uh, a, a cumulative amount of points at the end. So you get solid eights every time we play this game. I could be going to Las Vegas. I could be going to the World Series of Poker. I shouldn't be talking like this because it's not going to come true. <laughs> It's not going to happen. The what? year, the year I won it, I had an average of about seven point three or four. Right. So, and we get to drop our lowest score. Yes. Correct. Okay. So, you think this will be your lowest score? No. No. <laughs> that's that's one thing I do love. Everybody's pretty honest about. Yeah. I asked your son if he thought I was a good poker player. What do you think he said? No. <laughs> and did you? Do you? Do you? You know, I just wish one of these fuckers would lie just one time for the sake of the podcast. You know? You're our favorite poker player. Ah, okay. Well, there's there's that. Uh, we play here on a Wednesdays, Wednesday afternoons in the fall and winter. Those are some of my favorite games. And that's, would you even call that poker, what we do on Wednesday afternoons? No, because we play a limit poker. We play two, five, five, ten dollars $10. And so the biggest hand ever is 40 bucks, which there isn't that many of those. But you can't chase anyone out of a hand. Out of a hand. You raise and we laugh and raise you back. And would you consider that that game on a Wednesday is pure who's having the best day, the lucky day? It is. As far as the cards go? Absolutely. Yeah. And can you refresh my memory? How did we have an entire Columbus Italian club that we play cards in once a month and we have a meeting? How did we come to play? How do we wind up at my house? 
we were hiding. We were hiding from somebody. I remember that. So like little kids, we hid. Yeah, we did. He had asked me earlier about my most memorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, actually, there's three most memorable hands since we played one. The year I won it in 2012, I was down two points going into the last game to go to the World Series. Chris Beerman's in first place. And about the 10th hand, about the 10th hand in, he goes all in with the pair of queens. I look at my cards and I have a pair of kings. I call him and neither one of us improve. And I put him out of the tournament and I was a lock winner. And I ended up winning that tournament that night. And then two years ago, playing Chris, he fires all in midway through our evening. And I had quad fives. Mm. I snap called him. And then last year, I snap called him with quad kings again. So it's been the consensus is that Beardman technically – is the best player in our group. The best player in our group, but he is not gone to the World Series of Poker. No, he's baffled. He cannot figure us out because he's used to playing actual poker players, and we're not. So why why do we do this? For the fun. For our friendship. Our friendship is pretty solid. I don't think it. I don't think it needs another monthly game, but. I, you know, I'm not going to argue. About well, we all look forward to Wednesday afternoons. So Wednesday afternoons. Gus and I both have said it a million times. That's the we second. wouldn't trade our Wednesday afternoon for anything. Who is the most annoying player at the table? Oh, that'd be Gary, Gary Commissar. Yeah. Why? He won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> he won't, Willie. He won't. Jesus. He's he. His mouth just goes and goes Non-stop. and goes and goes. In fact, I think. Uh, Gus Felicia bet him one time. Gus, what was that bet you made for Gary? How much to be quiet? Oh, five dollars. Five dollars. And uh, he, if he wouldn't talk for two hands. Two hands. And I think he was going to shit himself. <laughs> and and I, I lost the bet. I had to pay him five dollars. Oh my God! All oh, right, before we leave, Jimmy, you got to get a consensus on Gary Comiso. Uh So far, he's been. Noted as the most annoying player in this group. Do you agree? There's no question. Because? Because he's so fucking loud. <laughs> if you sit next to him, you can't hear yourself think. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, a man who's been spoken of frequently throughout this podcast, a man who finally gets to have his say, Gary Kamas. So congratulations, first of all. You got how many points tonight? You got Nine? Nine points. Yeah. You got. You went out after I did. Thank you. I lasted as long as I possibly could. You did. A, you did a fine job. You hung in there. Um, I got to ask you a couple questions to see get your opinion, if you don't mind. Um, Go. Uh, you enjoy playing with this group of guys. Most of them. There's a couple I don't really care for. <laughs> Some would say I, when I've asked, uh, you've been noted as uh, the most irritating player at the table. Okay. Because tell me something that's going to hurt my feelings. Okay. <laughs> Do you think you one of the one of the criticisms has been is that you won't stop talking? Well, I've never heard that before. <laughs> no, I talk. I got shit to say. I think I'm important, so I talk. Yeah. <laughs> but some say that you never stop talking. Do you? Do you? 
and if I'm eating, I stop talking. Mm-hmm. Not always to chew it all, but I stop for a while. So do you do you have lengthy conversations at home with your wife? No. No. Married 41 years, we don't talk. Uh-huh. So is that why you talk so much? Because No, I talk to her, but I, I've heard everything. Yeah. But is that why you talk to us so much? Because no. you don't have... I'm in a room with 11 Italians. Uh-huh. I'm going to talk. Now, if I was sitting there with 11 Greeks, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> What's the difference? My wife's Greek. <laughs> what, are your, what are your chances of winning this tournament this year and going to Las Vegas? Zero. Really? Yeah, I, I, I mean, tonight I played as good as I could, and I got third, which for me is one of the higher scores I've had over the last two or three years. One of the questions that um, I was texted to ask you was, um, what are your thoughts and opinions? Some would say that tonight in the podcast world, uh, you've been the whipping boy for tonight's podcast. That's absolutely true. You feel that way? Yes, I do. Yeah? Do you feel it's... Uh, um, there was an incident tonight that I don't want to get into, but they wouldn't have done that to anybody else except me. Why is that? Why do you think they did it to you? Because they're just always out to get me. Well, who's that? Why? Why are they always out to get you? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm innocent. I never say a word. <laughs> to those fucks, I never say one word to them. <laughs> so do you think the criticism is unjust? No. Fuck, if, you know, <laughs> if you know me... I, I, I take a lot of criticism, uh-huh. but I'm only guilty like 90% of the time. Yeah. Well, I like you. I know you do, Dean. Thank you. And I give you a lot of shit. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. But I, I know you're, you're teasing. It's the other ones. That... I bought you M&Ms tonight. I ate most of them. I know. Thank you, you. Wanted, you, you. You jokingly requested M&Ms. I'm diabetic, and I asked for M&Ms, so you tell me how smart am I. I don't know, but you ask for them. You know, I try to be a good host. Dean's a wonderful host. If any of you people out there in podcast land never been to dean's house <laughs> he has like four bars set up he has everything in podcast land I, I didn't know there was such a place it's a magical place podcast land all right well it's I, an audio place is there anything you want to say before we go i uh, know i just like i met the producer tonight of the show yeah and he seems like an okay fuck but and Dino's one of my best friends, although I never tell him that because he's always making fun of me uh-huh and i'm glad i got to be on this podcast yeah Really, I'm serious. So we actually listen to this one? I listen, I've listened to two of them. Really? Yeah. You've listened to two of these podcasts? Yeah, the one oh. about Bill. Bill DeMora. Yeah. All the way through? In your first one, yeah. In the very first one. In the one very, very first one. When Jamie and all them were there. That wasn't the first one. Well, that one was first for me. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one reason why this, why this game is successful and it actually comes to fruition month after month after month, it's because... We took the, uh, the liberties of actually hiring a dealer. In my humble opinion, this man does not get paid nearly enough to put up with the massive amount of shit. Game after game, month after month. Scott, how many years have you been dealing this game now? I think we're going on year number five. Five? And I have told you personally through text and voice to voice, don't do it anymore. <laughs> it's not. not worth it. I've seen you get to the brink of insanity because, and, and, I, and I ask you, why do you put yourself through this? Well, I love the game for one, and 
and I, I'll tell you that just hanging out with you guys is a blast. Um, 99.7% of the time, <laughs> it is is absolutely the greatest things. And there is some trying times and sometimes where I feel I'm trying to hurt a bunch of cats instead of um, people. Yes. And um, so, but, you know, I miss it. And every year I always say that this will be it. And then about two months later after I have that little break, I'm like, damn, I can't wait to get back. So. Okay. And 99.7% of the time it's okay. Is the 0.3% Gary Commissa? <laughs> Two point two point eight percent of that. <laughs> the other two tenths of the percent is everyone else. So, uh, but you're a good player too. You're yes, a card player. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a decent card player. I'm currently I'm uh, qualified for the HTP event coming in Pittsburgh in October. That's awesome. So I'll be playing in um, hopefully. A, a, Right now, I qualify for a three hundred and forty dollar event. I move up two more spots. I'll get a eleven hundred dollar main event. Excellent. So. And then you're going to come back to this shithole. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any advice for me? As a poker player? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because I know I suck, but go ahead. Okay. I want I'm going to give everyone at the table a piece of advice. Sure. Um, there's way too many people that like to chase in this thing. Mm-hmm. And the reason they chase is you guys don't bet them out of a pot. I mean, the pots are 12, 14,000. We'll bet 1,200, 1,300. You got you to gotta bet it. And I think, too, that a lot of times people... Well, chase because you put the money right. If if the pot is five thousand, you make a eight hundred dollar bet. Somebody's going to chase it to win five thousand. Just think of it in the real world. If I came up to you and said, "If if you give me eight hundred dollars, I'm going to give you five thousand back," how fast would you give me eight hundred dollars? Real fast. <laughs> Same way in the poker. If that pot's five thousand, you make it four thousand or five thousand. People won't chase because that's too much of their chip stack to give away. Even if you don't have the cards, bluffing is seventy percent of the game. Is it 70% in your opinion? Yeah. Actually, the numbers are say that. Um, if you uh, look at it, you only hit the flop 30% of the time. So 70% of, of it is, you miss. is balls. I like to I like to say guts. Um, you'll play against guts players that will call it all the way down. You have several of those type of players here that play here on a regular <laughs> basis. And, you know, but I will say that a lot of people just don't just don't bet. They don't. They let people get there. So that's your advice to me. That's Bluff a, more. No, just bet bet harder. Bet, if you got harder. it, just hammer it. Because got you know, why why let them try to catch you? You know, like tonight, you had you know you you got almost got caught, but the cards worked out the better. It just kept on improving your hand. Right, right, right. You know, when you have it, I did almost get caught. And you said when I ducked back in here to do this podcast, Pira, I missed some hands, and you said I missed I missed some good cards. Cards? Did you I did. really miss some good cards, or were you just fucking no, with me? No, you had you missed some good cards. Did you really give me aces? Aces and kings back to back. Aces and kings back to back. I miss those hands, yes. which even I can play. <laughs> well, I've seen people run into some pretty bad ones. I've, but. Seen, I've seen aces get snapped. Yeah. You, you've seen aces get snapped. Oh yeah, uh, plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Aces is not the greatest hand in the world sometimes. And, and, and but people will never lay them down. No, how can you? So, and and I'll tell you another piece of advice: people don't play the percentages very well. So if you know people are only going to play high cards, so sometimes those little cards would be good. And if you hit it, then you drill it because they're not going to lay down their aces. Like the other day when I played, I called with 5-2. Guy went all in. The other guy went all in. Both There was no ace out there, and I flopped a boat. I called, and they both rolled over ace-king. I said, thank you for your chippy chips. Oh, wow. Because right. I knew they were both playing high cards. You have Ad- to learn and listen. Advice from a professional and advice from what I consider to be as far as this group is concerned, one of the most patient men in the world. <laughs> Thank you. I, are you medicated? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
And that, my friends, is about as close as you're going to get to being a fly on the wall with these guys. we got to wrap it up for another week. I want to thank our producer, Greg Hansberry. You've got your um, work cut out for you piecing this one together. Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions are those of me, your host, Dino Tripodis, and my reluctant, though they weren't that reluctant, this time around guests uh <laughs> so uh, never meant to offend only to entertain and we also want to thank our sponsors saya and Pyatt. for any legal issues you may have call saya and Pyatt. that's s-a-i-a and Pyatt p-i-a-t-t 614-444-3036 or contact them at splaws.com so until the next bottle See ya. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.